We got a picture. Oh, hi. Right now. There oh, we go. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was fancy. Very See, fancy. See, now that I'm back in control this week. Yes, yes, guys, you're you're going to be so thankful that that Katie's back this week. I mean, everyone deserves a day off, but boy, are we grateful that Katie takes control of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do without me, right? Well, you saw what I would do without you. I mean, <laughs> well, I no, you did a it. good job. You did a good job. The show ran beautifully. Good conversation. It's all good. Oh, there we go. Now. We got everybody on board now. All right. Hey. And you get to be hey. down below with the cool kids. So. All right. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. All right. Thank the game is all here. Thank the three of you for joining with me today. I really appreciate this. <laughs> always. 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 Yes. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road, guys. Welcome yeah. to another Good. episode of Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that brings you behind the book. To meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. Hey Jay, how you doing? I am doing pretty well. And and tonight I'm feeling like a party uh, animal. animal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, just had my my first uh little fun gathering with with friends, not a whole lot of people, but it, it felt so good to actually be out of my house for a little while. It was, it was great. <laughs> it really was. So, but I'm I'm here with doing the thing that we love to do every Saturday night, and that thing is usually talking about our sponsors. Katie, you want to help me out with that? That's right. That's right. We got to bring up our first sponsor of the evening. Give us one second here. Hello, everybody. I am Joe Compton, and welcome to our channel, Go Indie Now. This is the place that celebrates indie artists and indie art. And we do so by producing several shows that either air on daily, weekly, monthly, or seasonal scheduling. And within those shows, we aim to educate and entertain you. If you're, if you're an indie artist who's trying to figure out how to do this, this is the place you need to be. If you're an indie artist who's looking to promote and doesn't have any avenues and, and is tired of the grind, this is the place to be. Because remember, it's always time to go and be now. That's right. It is always time to go indie now. I love those words. Yeah. Thank you, Joe Compton. Thank you. And you know, I'm looking down at my desk here and this gets used by everybody in the house now for doing schoolwork. Now that most of them were doing schoolwork at home. And I noticed there's like paint and Sharpie marker all over my desk now. And I, I didn't notice it before. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Oh, like these kids. Oh, We've got our, our dining room table is where the kids mostly do their work. And so during the week, you don't eat at the dining room table because it's just littered with papers and crayons and computers and notebooks. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> so we've got some familiar faces and some new faces. So let's, what's going on here tonight, Katie? I mean, this, this seems like a group that might be somehow related. Yes, this is the uh, Creative Edge Showcase. So we're going to start off with Mr. Mickey Mickelson. Introduce yourself again to our audience and tell us that, uh, how you brought this gang together. Hey, guys. Thanks again, Katie. Thanks again, Jason. Thanks to Spilling Inc. for all the support in the last four years. Um, in September, Creative Edge publicity made the decision to go full-time. We've been doing a number of shows. 
uh, talking about that and talking about what we do and how we do it and and people's experiences. And uh, I brought some more of my A team for this session today. And uh, hopefully they'll rave and just be honest and tell everybody what they're all about. But hope it's going to be a, a wonderful, wonderful show. All right. Well, speaking of the A team, who is who's your number one here? <laughs> we'll go with Miranda. Maybe not number one in the favorites. Yeah. <laughs> we got to introduce some drama here. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's remove the number one and just say the first client of creative. Right, right. There we go. I, I don't want to take any titles because it's like, how do you ask who your favorite child is without the other ones getting a little catty with one another? So, yes, my name is Miranda. Oh, I'm the author of the Chin Up Tits Out series, and yes, I was um. Mickey's first client, and I don't think I would be, actually, I don't think, I do know that I wouldn't be where I am without the support of Mickey Creative Edge, and then all of the team that he's built throughout the last five years, um, all of those people are absolutely fantastic, and we have become a family over, over time, so I'm super, super happy to be here today. <sighs> All right. <laughs> now, I was who, waiting for you to keep going. <laughs> who do we who do we point the finger at next? Let's do MJ. Let's go with oh, Hey, how you doing? Uh, I've I've met all of you, I believe. Except Jay, did Jay we met before, didn't we? We we might have, but I've got a pretty bad memory. And you do have okay. a hat on, so I do, and I'm not taking it off. <laughs> Just because I have a light up here and it shines, and I have well, I have a a higher hairline than you. But anyways, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm MJ Preston. I'm a horror thriller author, and uh, I came in uh, with Mickey uh, a few years back as well, and then uh, we parted ways. But it really wasn't on bad terms. It was just a matter of uh, some family stuff got in the way, and we had to do that. But I came back. And you know what? The best thing about coming back to Creative Edge was to see what he had done with it from the time that I was there to when I came back. The other thing was is that I just launched off with a brand new publishing company, and I was out there busting my ass trying to get uh, stuff out there. And when this guy took a hold of things, it just transformed it because it is very difficult. And I'm a failed vacuum cleaner salesman, so I, I can't sell anybody anything. So he, it's great to have somebody up there that's in the corner. Mickey's fantastic. That's all you get. I like that, the vacuum salesman. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Do they still do that? Do they still have the door-to-door -door salespeople? I have no idea. No idea. I don't know. I sat on no a idea. Cutco presentation today. Me too. Yeah, well, not today, no. but I've done the cut coat too. Yeah, yeah, definitely had it was like literally this afternoon and it, I was just like, man, I didn't realize that there were still, you know, that wow. roll out there. So now I want to buy a whole set of knives. I was gonna say, did you buy the knives? <laughs> No. <laughs> so my uh, no, it was like I I appreciated it. I could appreciate a sharp knife that could guarantee me a lifetime, but 
I was like, I don't think I can afford a small mortgage payment for the next five months. Um, I did. I got the scissors, the hundred dollar scissors, and (laughs) we still have them, and we still cut all kinds of things with the metal, all just like they did in the demonstration with the coin. You know, we cut things, and I'll be like, "Where's my hundred dollar scissors? Where are they? Has anybody seen them?" So I yeah, the butcher knife. The butcher yeah. knife sounds like it looks like a machete. Just like somebody pissed me off. Just walk out the front door with it. What? <laughs> See, now that's a sales pitch right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you buy it for the next salesperson. No, I actually, I actually sold uh, Kirby. Well, I didn't sell any, but I got uh, roped into doing the Kirby vacuum door-to-door thing that uh, Regine just just mentioned. I was like 19 years old and there was an, an ad in the, in the, a want ad saying, you know, floor cleaning, you know, $14 yeah. an hour, whatever it was. So you go to a meeting and they convince you to sell Kirby vacuums. And I think I lasted for like one day. I was like, this is just the pits. It, it really is not fun. It's not, not at all. Well, and it, was pretty, it was pretty much the same thing with the, I was Electrolux and this was, oh, oh, I was yeah. and my mentor yep. looked like Billy or he looked like Billy Idol with like with the long jacket and apparently <laughs> he was the best salesman they had. Like, I mean, he was, he was a, he was a mover and a shaker with these vacuums and we went oh, in, we were, we were going in the poor section of town and uh, we walked in and I mean, this place was really, they did not have any money. And this gentleman walked out and he didn't have his shirt on and there was lots of beer bottles all over the place. And the the, the vacuum cleaner salesman or the, I guess, uh, this, this guy that looked like Billy Idol said, oh, let me give you a shampoo for free. And the guy said, if you put water on that carpet, it'll probably dissolve. You know, and I was like, I can't do it. So I was like, Rude. crazy. Uh, well, Anne, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, wow. Um, I've been making cookies all afternoon, so I'm pretty sugared up. So <laughs> let's see how this goes. Um, I met Mickey a year ago. Uh, I think it's been a little over a year, right, Mickey? At a conference yeah. that I was at, and I was doing a presentation with one of his other clients, and he went to our talk about marketing and whatnot and it all kind of started from there and so he's been amazing i had been published since 2011 and building and i just knew i needed somebody that was going to help me um go beyond you know i felt like i'd gone pretty far that i could on my own um but i needed to hit new markets and to do that i either needed to drop you know like ten thousand dollars into amazon ads and bookbub or, you know, try something more organic, if you will, go, you know, with, and, and I love the idea of let's work with people instead of, you know, spending a lot more in Amazon world. So, you know, it was like, it, it just seemed like the perfect time when I ran into Mickey and he was, you know, talking about the opportunities that um, he could offer. And so I've been doing for the past year, I don't know, what have I done, Mickey, maybe 30 interviews and podcasts over the last year, something like that. About 30 plus blogs and book reviews. And And book reviews. And it's, um, you know, it's not, marketing is always, for me, it's long-term. It's never about that short instant ad, you know, because that really never lasts. It's just a peak and then it flatlines. But with Mickey and all these things, I just keep seeing everything going, oh, I can't do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that way. We keep going up and up and it just keeps building. Um, what's really been wonderful working with Mickey and doing all these ads and podcasts is the uh, audio books that now my audio sales are just climbing and climbing and climbing because I'm reaching that audience that doesn't really want to read maybe as much. They want to listen on their way to work or while they're doing stuff. So it's been wonderful because I'm seeing so much change in, in reaching new audiences. I could, I just couldn't get to before. So yeah, it's been a little over a year. It's been wonderful. Well, and I, I work with, uh, was a client of Mickey's last year. And I, I went into it for the the same reasons you were describing is that, you know, I felt like I, I had some good books, you know, I felt like my, my publisher was doing a good job with the editing and, you know, formatting and, and cover design and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I wasn't able to promote myself and I didn't know how, and I don't have the kind of money that you need to buy ad space on Amazon or Facebook or BookBub. And, especially since that isn't even a guaranteed sale. Um, you can spend a lot of money and get nothing for it. So, you know, going into working with Mickey, I was like, you know, I, I do, I need some, I need somebody who's, who's an advocate for me. That's not me. Uh, and so that, that was, that was a really nice thing. You know, somebody who is able to um, schedule, you know, appointments with, you know, different blogs or different podcasts, things like that. And I like doing these kind of things. These are, these are easy for me and it's kind of, kind of where I feel comfortable. So I, I thought that that was really cool that, you know, you could kind of sit back and you've still got to do, you've still got to do the work by doing the interviews. Um, but you, you know, you let somebody else take care of the organizing and, and, uh, kind of the, the crazy end of things that we don't always want to have to, to deal with. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Now, before we get, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was well, just going to say, I mean, are we actually, we're rolling here, right? Are we? Or yeah. Are we just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the camera is I mean, focused solely on you. So <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing that little blue screen down there that says, you're in the show. Everyone can see and hear you. And I was thinking about who that, I don't know, what was it, a reporter or something did something that, don't worry, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but, uh, I, but, you know, I'm thinking about what you're saying, too, and the difficulty of getting your name out there, and like you say, dumping a pile of bills. You have to have somebody who's got to go and talk, and and somebody, you know, it's almost like an agent where you have to have somebody who's got to go beat on that door for the publishing yeah. company. Right. The same thing applies with the publicist, and, uh, I, you know, you don't realize it until you don't have a publicist. And I, and I came out, I signed a contract with Wild Blue Press, and they picked up all four of my books. But the onus of that is still on you to get out there and, and beat the bushes and get people talking about you and, and your book and all that. It's not just write the book, throw it out, and off you go, right? As everybody knows. I found that the difficulty when I was on my own, and I was so happy to come back because that's what happened all of a sudden. Oh, you're on LA Talk Radio. Oh, you're doing this. Oh, you're doing that. Oh, you know, it's like, holy crap, I'm going to have to get organized here. <laughs> but, but it was really, and, and that's terrible, but it was really, I mean, Mickey does. He, he produces and he cares. And uh, also he's really good for, you know, uh, working around things too, because uh, life is not as linear as we think it is. So so okay. thumbs up, Mickey. I'm really happy having you as my publicist. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. 
Yeah. Well, even tonight, it uh, tonight was a, a little bit of a, a cluster because <laughs> I uh, I put something on the calendar and who knows what time zone I put it in, but I think everybody got a different time. But we're all here, so it all worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was I blamed Google. I'm like, Google got it wrong this time. <laughs> I know a minute ago before I came on, I was covered with cookie and flour, and I was like, oh no, oh no, I better just. <laughs> Yes. It was a 60 second makeup application <laughs> and hairbrush. You're like, okay, now I don't look like I've lived in the kitchen or in the right. dusty room all day. <laughs> well, it'd be the joys before. of publicity, guys. The joys of publicity. Exactly. Exactly. Before we go too much exactly. further, I do have a question for you guys. Is anyone watching The Mandalorian? No. Um, yes. No. Yes, you are? And yeah. okay. are you caught up, Anne? Uh, I think I have three to go in the second season. No, I think I am caught up in the second season. Okay. I I don't want to, well, I. Yeah, well, yeah, for for sure. I don't want to give any spoilers. Oh, that's okay. You can, you can go. I'm watching like five series at a time right now on Netflix. So I'm all over the place and on everything. So it's just like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I was telling Katie, man, I'm just really enjoying that show. I mean, it's, it's bringing me some joy just watching it, you know, hanging out, watching with my wife. And then we just watched the, um, uh, it's another Netflix original and it's like a, it's like a documentary only it's, it's a movie. It's like a, Docu movie, I don't know, but uh, it's called uh, Manhunt, and it's about the 1996 uh, Olympic Park uh, bombing. Oh, and, yes. and I really, I you know, I was 16 when that happened, and so I really knew very little about it except for there was there was a bomb um, at the Olympics. But holy cow! If you want to watch something kind of really suspenseful and intense with lots of twists and turns, I mean, it is a crazy yeah. freaking story. Holy crap! Right. Yeah. So that that was that was another really good one, and uh, then and then I just saw that they have one um, another manhunt one for the Unabomber uh, with Paul mm-hmm. Bettany, who I like a lot. Uh, so that should be it's really amazing. good. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's actually good. very good. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's okay. Very good. Cool. 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 Yeah, well, that that was my co- contribution, Katie. Um, I was going to say, you like, went completely good. left field. We were, we're talking about <laughs> Netflix. You're like, Netflix. <laughs> well, you know, Netflix. I, I was at that little dinner party, and they, they made me try this uh, um, Jose Cuervo 1800 margarita mix. Ooh. And boy, so I'm just like, yeah, okay, what's happening, world? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, oh goodness. Uh, so creative edge publicity does anyone have anything bad to say about creative edge no 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 No. we're going to talk about how you actually apply the publicity for your clients we want to know what you're doing to to help get raise awareness about books because that's what marketing is it's raising awareness for the author in the book. So how do you apply that? So when we started, and, and obviously I started with Miranda first and foremost, I and we had this whole discussion about how to market. Yeah, how to market, you are. I mean, how to market books. I, I really had to look inside myself and determine what I wanted to do for Miranda's book first and foremost to make sure that my efforts are gonna be successful not knowing that this would become what it is today. I had no idea. And some of the things that strategy came about were 
it would be great to get her on the New York Times bestseller list. It would be great to get her on Huffington Post. It'd be great to get her on Forbes magazine and, and all these places. Um, that didn't happen. But what did happen was we got her on and we've gotten all of our clients on reader-focused literary blogs, reader-focused podcasts, reader-focused and publisher and library-focused magazines. And that's essentially how we've built our brand. Um, we start with small blocks of chunks of media, graduating to medium chunks of media, and ultimately bigger opportunities. And what we're basically doing with the 60 plus clients we have today is we're building every single one of their author resumes. Mm -hmm. We have people like Miranda who started out with one small book and we have people like Anne who's a USA Today bestseller. And even with the success that she's having, our process has worked to get her air and success in areas that she would never been able to tap herself. Mm -hmm. And we're doing that today with over 60 clients. Um, going full-time September, I had 35 clients. We're now up to 60. And I've got authors say to me, well, Mickey, do you think you're taking too much on? Am I going to get ignored? Am I going to get not as much coverage now? And because of the way our process works, that is not going to happen and, and won't happen. Um, next year for 2021, for example, for everybody listening, we've already got to set 35 blogs, podcasts, and radio stations where we have full schedules built out for the entire year. So our 2021 schedule is already made. Everything else that we get going forward for every client is going to be essentially gravy right. and opportunities, if that makes any sense. Yes. So when you, when you talk about applying the small chunks to bigger chunks to bigger chunks of media, is there a specific um, schedule that you work on for every single client or do you have it tailored to genre, to type of book, um, to, to what kind of readers that they're, they're trying to attract or how do you actually, you know, really apply it per author? My, my intent is to forecast what their new releases are going to be for next year. And then we will schedule slots around those new release points. But within promoting those new release points, because they're going to be interviewed on these places, we can now also schedule backlist coverage as well. And that's what we've been doing all throughout. Um, most publicists with the big houses like Penguin and, and things like that, they will promote their, their author's books for three months based on the new release traction. I've developed a process where we're able to, to build up promotion not only three months in, but in some cases, a year and a half in where they're still getting coverage for it. And that, that still does happen. So um, it's, it's not a, a, a small chunk of time that we're building on, which is why when I sign an author, I insist on a year contract because three months in, we're just starting to build. There's still seven or eight more months where that momentum is going to continue to build on. But that won't happen unless we, we do it over a longer term. If that answers the question, Katie. Yeah, just to, to follow up too, like let's say you've got a children's book author or a horror yeah. author. Are they going to be going to the same media outlets or are you tailoring the specific media outlets based on their genre and their their prospective readers? We have some general media author author opportunities that will get sent to everybody. For example, when I do press release posts, 
-hmm. I've got a list of probably 10 opportunities that will post all of their press releases. And then within that, because we're building their author resume, we can then tailor that to the specific genres per se. So with Anne, we're going to look at the thriller podcast aspect because that's what she writes. With Miranda, currently, we're going to look at chiclet and romance and, and things like that. And then with MJ, it's obviously going to be horror-based. But it all stems from those general opportunities that we're getting uh, overall and then building out from there. Okay. And, MJ, and the process works. Do you find that, uh, that there's a particular genre that's selling better than others right now, Mickey? Um. It's hard to say for me in that answer because, or to that question, because 50% of our client base is science fiction and fantasy. So a lot of the opportunities that we're getting are science fiction and fantasy paced. Having said that, um, I really think that the sales piece is determinant on what the author does with those opportunities. The authors who tend to share the, the, the places and the opportunities that we get on social media and talk about more will ultimately sell more books regardless of genre. That, that's um, a really a nonfiction author who who builds up everything that we're doing will likely have more success than author who isn't doing that. It, so, I mean, there's no ebbs and flows from that aspect. Some people say the romance is the big thing right now, and some people say that horror is the big thing right now. I'm not seeing a trend either way. I'm seeing it. Trend as to whoever shares the opportunities most will get the most bang for their buck as we go forward. That, that's a very good point to make. That it's not just getting the the media attention. It's not just going on the interview. You also have to be proactive about sharing it, about bringing the the followers that you have over to see it. And a lot of authors don't follow through with that. They just show up for whatever event they're at or whatever interview without doing the follow-up and without sharing. And that actually hurts you in the long run if you're not actively out there sharing the, the fact that you were interviewed somewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. because you're, exactly. you're doing the work, you're doing the work by coming on the on the show. And um and and we've we've had a number of authors, you know, on, on this show that, you know, it just they just don't don't share it. You know, it it goes out live, but it's only going out live to to our audience. But you know, if it goes out you know, live to a bunch of people's audience, or if you share the replay on it, um, then even more people can see it and, and hear about you and your work and your books. And and I think that's always a good thing. And, you know, I, I know when I'm on, when I'm on shows, I, I always try to, to share about them, uh, even though I'm not on social media very often. Uh, in fact, I think there was only one show that I went on in the last year um, that I didn't share it around because I didn't care for how the interview went. I, I didn't care for the questions and the and the overall vibe of it. So I was like, you know, this is isn't really something that I want to be promoting a whole lot. You know, I don't have a pr problem with the show owner promoting it, but um, but otherwise, you know, if you're happy with the content, yeah, share the hell out of it. You know, that way more people can see it. You know, and not just yep. on social media. Yeah. Use your newsletter because all of us should have a newsletter built. Use that newsletter to also reach out directly to the people who have signed up to follow you. Well, and I have a question for for all of you. Um, actually, more more for the the authors uh, than for you, Mickey. Um, sure. Do the the three of you do you all have a, a large social media presence or or no? What would you say? 
or a mediocre one, mediocre. Um, I think it, it depends on the platform. For me, Instagram is a lot more interactive. Um, I'm just there naturally more as a human, not as an author. And I think when I share more as a human, then you have this opportunity to connect and relate. And I can just simply have a conversation about the weather or about the pandemic or about whatever happened last Tuesday with somebody and then they find out that I'm an author and then I tell them a little bit about it. And then the next thing you know, they're posting me in their story because they went and bought my books off of Amazon. And that wasn't even part of the conversation that we had. And um, so for Instagram, I think I have a, a better following and a more connection with, with my followers there than I would on Twitter. Twitter is something that's just never, we don't, I don't tweet, twit. I just don't, I don't even know how to. So, um, yeah, I, I don't do that. And then Facebook is somewhere in the middle. Like it's some days I'm super hot on Facebook and then there are times where I'm just not. And, um, I, I think that you're, you're totally right. If you do use your social media and you connect and you relate and you share, then you have more opportunities for your books. And it doesn't need to be, you know, a picture of your cover going, here's a link to, to buy my books on Amazon. It just needs to be like, this is what kind of cookies I made today with my family. And, you know, somebody might click onto your profile after that because the cookies look yummy. They're hungry. Who knows? And then, you know, 10 minutes after stalking that person on that profile, they may land on your books in Amazon or wherever. And so I think that there is a great opportunity that you, you just got to keep that in mind to share. But Mickey does a really great job at giving you an abundance of different types of platforms to, to be part of and then share. So it's not only blog posts, it's not magazine articles, it's not just auto um, audio podcasts. It could be visual. People like watching. Sometimes people just like hearing. So if you're sharing those constant different ones, then the people pick what they want to pick and read and, and, and watch and listen to what they want to. And now yeah, I'm you're funny about the, the picture thing. I'm so hungry for cookies. There is one picture that will always, always, always get clicks. And and I'm surprised Jay didn't capitalize on this with his book. If you post a bug, a picture of a bug on Facebook, everyone becomes an entomologist and they all want to tell you what kind of a bug it is. And Jay, your book with the big giant spider on it, that was like the perfect thing to post. Oh. <laughs> but, but you know, and I, I'm a, I'm one of these where I'm I'm very social media challenge. You know, regardless of how much time I spend on social media, and regardless of how much I try to interact and be friendly with people, it it's like the, I I just don't have the the touch. People don't feel compelled to interact with me on there. So, you know, I might get a handful of comments if I post a family picture, pictures of my dogs, and 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 that's fine. But you know, I, I've just, I've never been able to, to make social media work for me, you know, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram and I'm on all three, you know, it, and it's, uh, I don't know, I can't figure out why, but I, I'm starting just to accept it that I, maybe I just, maybe I just don't have that magnetism that people want, you know, I don't know. There's also I'm, the element of stretching yourself too thin. There are so many social media platforms out there. And if you mm -hmm. focused on every single one of them, that's a full-time job. Mm -hmm. 
you, you yeah. have to just pick mm -hmm. one and get comfortable with it. And just, yeah. even though there's other ones that are trending right now, like everyone's on TikTok and I, I refuse to even start TikTok now because I already have <laughs> Facebook. I already have YouTube. I already have Twitter. I can't do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I'm gonna say, I think Facebook is my juggernaut and Twitter, uh, LinkedIn is actually a really strange one because, uh, mm -hmm. uh, when I released uh, my my thriller series, the Highwayman books, all of a sudden I started getting messages from people who had read or listened to the audiobooks through LinkedIn. So that that was strange because sometimes you look at you look at those those reviews and you're going, the reviews moving, what's going on? The, the numbers are stuck. But all of a sudden you get someone come out and say, hey man, I just listened to this. That's cool. Then you got to go back and beg them and say, hey, can you write me a review? But it's um, I found that. LinkedIn doesn't, LinkedIn is like good for feeling things, like feeling things out where people will connect with you. And it's a lot, either, nobody's on there just railing about politics or religion or what's going on in the war. I suppose it's a professional site. You know that, Miranda. And and so, you know, most of it's inspiration and, and whatever. And then, but a lot of times that's where the professionals are looking back. And it's like somebody reads your book and goes, yeah, I wonder if they're on LinkedIn. Boom. Next thing you know, you get the message. And I, I, I've, you know, I've got some really great stuff out of that. Um, and Facebook's fun, but it, like you said, Randy, it's like beagle pictures. Okay. Try to keep the political down to a very low level commercial for a book and then all my links. And I basically just told every, I've got like almost a thousand followers and that doesn't mean they're actually all there, but I told them, I said, look, you're going to get some commercials. I'm promoting my work and this is what I'm doing. So you know, if you want to skip the channel because you've heard the same story, but everything that comes in, every podcast, everything like that goes out because that's why we're doing it, right? That's the idea is to get out there and have fun and, and get people understand that you're just not some creep in a basement banging away on the keys. You're a human being. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I am. I'm in a basement. <laughs> my space. Yes. I want my space back again. <laughs> Yes. They had such fun customization so for the pages. That was yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but just about you, what's your social one media last thing on like? Twitter. I mean, on Twitter, okay. Twitter's a weird thing. Like, I, uh, the last, I don't know, and I'm not name dropping or anything like that, but here I am. I'm tweeting back and forth with Joe Lansdale, or I'm tweeting back and forth with um, uh, Linwood Barclay. But we're not talking about writing, we're talking about he's politics, what's going on in the world. Or in Linwood Barclay, he was talking about that Nutella, how he likes to eat it out of the jar. You know, but so Twitter's really hard because I find that if you're going to go in there, you have to be honest with people and you don't go in there and try and latch onto a big name and then throw your book at him. Because even if I get that, where I'll, I'll have somebody friend me and come on and then all of a sudden, ta-da, like my page, like this, like that, like this, like that. Oh, right? I hate that. And, and so we, I try to have the same etiquette when I'm, dealing with other writers too even if you friend them you don't sit there and spam the hell out of them if you yeah. get to know them and you get to, and one one example would be is there's a uh kevin m sullivan he's a true crime writer and he's with the same publishing company as i am but we kind of bounce off of each other but i never ever put that on him this relationship developed and then then we started like i always supported him but then you know he started supporting me too it was a reciprocal thing that's how you got to do it. You can't just go in there and just gangbusters and then spam everybody. 
That's my yeah. opinion, anyways. I I dislike that you open up a, a platform and then it has all those requests of like people that aren't your connections yet. Yeah. It's like here, I wrote a book. I'm like, that's wonderful. <laughs> I wrote yeah. a couple too. Like, well yeah. done. You know, it really starts off as if somebody's gonna follow you or you're gonna follow somebody. It really starts off with just a message going like, hey, thanks for the follow. I'm glad we have made the connection, and then let it blossom from there. It's not like you would randomly walk up to somebody, a stranger on the corner of a street, put your hand out and say, Hi, I wrote a book. Are you interested in reading it? Like Mickey and I realized that, you know, that forward thinking, and because he watched me on my first few book signings, he's like, you need to just tone it down like 78%. And um, <laughs> I remember, I did right? like it was, it was somewhere in Alberta. I don't even remember. It was such a whirlwind. And he's like, just sit back and wait. I'm like, I don't want to sit back and wait because I come from a sales background. So it was like, Yes, I was never a vacuum cleaner sales, but I, like front row and center. Hi, look at me, pay attention. Like this is what I brought to the table today. So trying to find that balance. But really, I think for, for authors, it's the long-term game, right? Because you're not necessarily, we're not necessarily just writing one book and then saying goodbye, that's it. We wanna keep the door open for future books, which means that we're connecting with these readers and these readers are becoming part of who we are and part of our, our readership, our fan base, our connections. We can learn from them, we can grow from them. So it's really starting to build that relationship on a human level. Right. And saying, Hey, thank you for the connection. How is your day today? Whatever. Get to know what's up with their day. If they're not doing really great, offer an ear. If you have time, if you don't, you can still offer an ear and then, you know, send a kind of funny voice note. I do that all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. I really don't have the time, but I'm down to listen. <laughs> Maybe send you a positive vibe here and there. And I do. And I've met some really fantastic people that have given me some really cool ideas for my future book. So I think it's a long-term growth plan for when it comes to social media and authors in that realm. Well, and and how about you? Do you uh, do you do a lot on social media or not so much? No, oh, I do. I'm Facebook. Uh, I tried Twitter early on, um, like in the 2010 time, but I talked too much. So you know, it was that limit of what 140 characters. It was like I can't do anything with this. All I can do is say hi and get started, <laughs> and then it's like cut off. So I went over to Facebook, and I still am on Twitter and. Um, LinkedIn, I'm going to watch for that more. And uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, but that's for the fun pictures, I'll be honest. Um, you know, it just, I'm, I'm all over the place, but Facebook is mainly where I hang out. And I actually have three pages on Facebook. I have where you can friend me. Um, and I really limit that because you're only allowed 5,000. So you've got to be careful on who you let in that door. Um, and then I have a Purple Door Saloon where all the fans hang out and they talk. It's like a big bar. You can come and tell your problems. And I'm there sometimes too. And then I have my professional author page where you don't have to friend. You can just sign up to like. So I'm bouncing um, through those three. Plus, like I said, Instagram, because I do this photography on the side that started about seven years ago. And now it's part of my song and dance. So um, I'm putting photography, you know, pictures I take out on Instagram and then I do calendars every year for it for fans. So it's, um, I'm all over the place, but I do take all the, um, interviews and podcasts and all that kind of stuff I do where it's, uh, listening or visual. And I do, I, I created a blog 
one of the pages on my blog on my website that you can always go to and we just keep adding to it so i always tell fans i mean if you're really looking for a weekend to hang out with me you know you're drinking you just want to kill some time (laughs) go to that page we can we'll do interview after video you know um and i get hits on that quite a bit so i i just try to be all over the place um and and till I'm worn out and then I'm like, okay, I'm out for like 48 hours. I'm going to go dark because I can't stand this. You know, I need to go hide away under the table and just eat my cookies or something. So that's that's kind of why I was, why I was asking, you know, have you, you know, how do you, how do you promote these, these shows that you're on? Like, like this shows to your, to your fans without it feeling like you're spamming them with it. And well, I think I've trained and not trained. That's such a bad word. They're used to, this is what they've gotten used to. I'm going to promote some books. I'm going to promote sales. If it's a new book, you're going to hear about it and you're going to hear about it several times throughout the week or two as it's new. If it's a sale, you're going to hear about it periodically. I'm going to, you know, like I said, I have three different pages. So plus Instagram and Twitter. So we kind of spread it all out. Right. Um, But they know this is going to come through. Uh, and in the midst of it all, there I'll be putting up a picture of, you know, me eating some big, or, you know, a big bowl of cookie dough with me going, ah. you know, so I just try to mix who, who I am, you know, and what I'm seeing in with all the promoting. And they know that, you know, this is, we've really, it's been 10 years, 11 years now on Facebook. So they know what I do for a living. And I always, I'm so thankful for their support because without them, you know, where would I be? So I just, I don't know. It's just gotten really natural feeling to how much I put out there. And when I feel like, boy, I'm really hitting them with all these sales and things. Okay. Let's pull back. And I was just in Vegas recently. We drove through and I saw, uh, um, uh, it was a little store in a mini mall and it's, Okay, I don't know if this is PG-13 enough, but it's vagina steaming. So I put that picture (laughs) up and I didn't say anything negative. I just said driving in the meantime, dot, 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 driving through Vegas, you know, and here's this hoo-ha V-spa. And then it just goes crazy. You know, we all go crazy. But I didn't say anything bad because I've not done it. So I don't know if it's a bad or good thing. It just made me go what so then yeah i let them go and then we interact so i don't know i feel like yeah i feel like this warrants some further investigation <laughs> i look it up i did i had to know you, live, you, you, have, live in yeah, you have the google address <laughs> <laughs> so i'll go i'll go investigate i'm in like my husband's like look at my husband goes look it up on your phone i was like no because then it'll be in my cookies and i'll get ads for it all the time and so i was like we gotta go on some you know anonymous thing where it won't come back at me in my facebook feed you need your v-spa what oh my god yes so yeah just but that's my style of writing too the humor you know and the little bit you know rated r so it just goes along with everybody that comes through I love it though. I love social media. It's been such a wonderful thing because I'm a visual learner. So if I can see their name, 
when they, you know, when I get used to a name the way it looks on Facebook and then they come to a book signing and they say, oh, I'm so-and-so, I'm a friend of, I'll go, oh yeah, you're this person, your dog is your profile picture, how's your mom doing, is she okay? Because I can mem remember for some reason when I'm visual. If you meet me on the street and say, hi, this is me and this is what's going on, it goes, gone, you know? So mm -hmm. I love social media for that. It helps with um, getting to know people and, and staying in contact. And I've made a lot of friends. Um, a lot of my started out readers are now friends. So yeah, totally. uh, I can be really good for, for all the, your, your career. That's awesome. And Rebecca, as long as you're not on the show, why don't you do some research for us and uh, get back to us on <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, it's a real deal. It doesn't sound like it would be terribly comfortable, but. Uh, <laughs> mm -mm. Not what I read. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> Somebody research it and try it, and then you can let us all know. <laughs> Somebody made me laugh. She said, one of my fans said, so does it get the wrinkles out? <laughs> <So> <laughs> Which was wonderful. supposed to be there. <laughs> Sorry. So that's oh, enough about that. But that's just an example of interacting, you know, just being a regular person with them. Um, do, you, do you find that, you know, any and all of you that people interact with you more when you're when you're posting personal stuff? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I, it's, you know, it's, it, it's strange that I um, one of the fans that read my books ended up being my research assistant for my last three books like the two that were just published recently and then the one i'm working on now and you know and when she approached me on it she said hey i just want to be a beta reader and all of a sudden she ended up becoming a research assistant and she's a, she's invaluable and that's the cool thing that kind of comes out of that whole social thing you know is that you you get to you get to meet people and know people and and uh it's just so much i think better it's actually kind of a it's it's a an accent to what you're really trying to do is just take that book and plug it into reader, 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 reader like that. But when you get that all extra stuff or, or you get a person that becomes, and this woman, we are friends now. And, and, you know, I've, I've talked to her about many, many things over, but you know, she's just, she was invaluable and, it, and she was just a reader before she just gave me a good review. And, and I threw the dice and said, yeah, okay, go ahead. You can be pay to read this book. Tell me what you think. And all of a sudden I started going, wow she's because she did because she would come back and she would give me stuff almost like an editor and and all of a sudden I'd be going and three books in now on on a you know uh this recurring characters and you're scratching your head and going oh, okay so would he have gray hair if i'm going back 10 years or blah 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 and this person is you know right there oh here i made a list <laughs> you know, right so there's there's a lot I think a lot to be gained and I think it's it's nice that people see that you're a human being too and that you know you're not out there, you know, doing what we all thought writers were doing, laying on beaches and drinking martinis, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. All right. I like wish that, that with their so, lives. Well, no, that's those are great was, connections to make. That's awesome. I was just gonna yeah. say, Jason, as well, that's that's the whole fundamental behind the publicity vein for authors, really, in my opinion. Um there's publicity and then there's marketing, right? And so marketing is going to help you with the sales of your books, i.e. book, book ads, Amazon ads, ads like that. The publicity aspect is meant to show what authors are and who they are and what they're about. That's why authors do interviews. It's not really meant to 
to sell the book directly. It's meant to get the readers to get to know them as people, which ultimately will lead to sales. But I mean, creatives are creatives and the more they can talk about themselves, the better off it's going to be for their brand overall. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and for you, for you authors, um, you know, do you have a, a favorite type of public publicity to be, doing um you know aside from the social media i'm talking about stuff that uh, creative edge could can set you up with you know do you do you prefer the the blogs or the podcasts or, or what's your favorite for me which has been really tough to get used to this year is no book signings like i love setting up in a bookstore over the weekend grabbing myself a big cup of coffee, having all my books out on display and literally greeting every single soul that walks into the bookstore. I don't even care if you look at me or not. I am just in my glory to be in front of people and to, to meet people. And so secondly, like this, obviously you can't do it with COVID this year. So podcasts, uh, video podcasts like this are just like my, the meat and potatoes of what makes me happy because I'm like, yay, you get to see my face and my excitement and then hear me talk about my books. So yeah, I, I do miss book signings a lot. So I really hope next year things change a little bit and we can get back into bookstores and, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. So it's the best part. <laughs> I don't want to kiss the babies, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be elbow bumping next year. Is that that's just what the new norm is, right? So, right. yeah, it's crazy. Well, and MJ, what about you guys? What do you what do you think your favorite is? MJ, you go first. Oh, he's he's muted at the moment. Whoops! <laughs> you didn't hear the you didn't hear the word I just said when I realized. I was muted. <laughs> Anyways, i i really I really enjoy doing the podcast. Um, but I don't know if I can measure them out as being the better formula as opposed to when somebody sends you written, a written review that you don't go through and you read and, and stuff like that. Because that, because on that end, it's very time-consuming to do those because you don't, you don't want to be repetitious and saying the same stuff to the same questions all the time. But so here's the thing. I really dig doing the podcast because they're easy. However, the written interviews and the, and the press releases that go out there – they have legs and they stay. So when, for instance, when Mickey sets me up on something, uh, I'll do the podcast. As soon as I get the link and everything, it goes out on my Twitter, it goes out on my Facebook, and it goes out on uh, LinkedIn. And you know, and then I send it. Everything goes to our marketing department, also at Wall Blue Press, and it takes them a little lot longer, but they send it back out again. And of course, they tag me in a tweet, then I retweet it, then they do it from Facebook again. So you get a double exposure on it. And I just find the written stuff has more legs, that it it's, it stays out there longer because people have a tendency they don't want to, you know, they don't have time to stop for an hour and a half to listen to a podcast or something like that, unless they're driving or whatever. But they might might for reading something. Oh, look, click, let's check this out. He's got a new release, that sort of thing, right? Or he's talking about something. I did an interesting podcast about a week ago uh, called The Naked Podcaster. And that was a, that was interesting because that was a little more personal than um, what I'm used to doing. And uh, I, I delved into some pretty, pretty uh, uh, personal stuff. And I'm not going to get into it here. Uh, if you want to go see it, check it out. But I did it on, I did it really on kind of a whim when it came up, make a podcast. Oh, what the hell? Let's go give it a shot. See what this is. Eh? But it was a very, very professional podcast. 
I understand the metaphor that you know, you're getting naked with a person, even if you're not taking your clothes off, you're getting naked with them about your soul, about who you are and where you come from. So that was interesting. Uh, I had, you know, I, I don't have any regrets about doing it. It was very professionally done and everything like that. Uh, but I didn't think I'd ever see myself going to that place, though. Be quite honest with you not from when hey i think i'll write a book <laughs> you know so, and, and 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 then, and then next be talking about something uh, not super deep and personal but personal family history and stuff like that yeah. uh, but anyways i've rambled along enough here but i mean I, yeah i find the both the two I, it's fun doing the podcast but i think that the harder one is the better one for me anyways well i can i can relate to that you know there are times when I can't stop what I'm doing to watch a video for an hour. You know, I, I'm, I'm much more likely to listen to a, a podcast because I could be doing other things. But, you know, in order to, to watch a video show, you really got to, you know, devote your time to it. But, but yeah, I, I like written articles too, you know, and, and I think that Mickey, you had, had set me something up with something last year. It was a, it was a written piece and I really enjoyed that, you know, and, and it's fun mm -hmm. to see your, to see your, your name and your picture and your words and in print, even if it's a, an online type magazine. And I think that all of us authors really get a kick out of that. We, we always enjoy the, uh, the little ego boost, but, uh, mm -hmm. but Anne, what, what do you think? Do you have a preference on uh, what type of publicity you're doing? Well, it's tough. I, um, well, I like the, the write-ups and I do agree with MJ. They, they do have legs. Um, and, and the reviews where you get the gold stars and stuff are great um, and awards because uh, you can put that on your website. It adds to your list and it adds to your resume, which adds to more people wanting to have you on their shows because you come with all these, you know, awards and medals. So there's a really good benefit to getting those reviews done. Um, and um, the professional, I'm, I'm fortunate that my fans have long, you know, we've worked together long enough where they read my books, they go out and they um, write reviews. So typically on a new book, I'll have a um, hundred reviews on there all over the place within a couple days because that's, they're so awesome. That's what they do. So uh, I try to treat those kind of awards that I get you know, like um, uh, the Titan Review Awards we just did, as our whole team did it, hey, we did this, you guys. And then it gets everybody going, yeah, yeah, talking to other people about, you got to read these books, they're five stars, they're this. So in that way, they're very good. But I've often always felt too, that if I can get you to um, listen to me a little bit, and if I'm having a good day and I'm not stumbling over every other word and I'm coherent <laughs> when I talk and I'm in a funny mood, um, you know, and I can get you laughing, then I will also get you to try my stories because I write humor. So and you'll say, oh, I like her sense of humor. She's funny. Um and so I want to try her books because if she's her books are like her and the way she talks and what she says, then that that works really well. So it's really I try to keep a balance. You know, I do I do some blogs and talk, you know, that kind of stuff. But then I really like to do the podcasts um, because I can usually the hosts are wonderful. Mickey has set me up with some amazing hosts like Jen from the Naked Podcaster. Um one of many. Um, I've been on Miranda's show twice, and we laugh through most of the whole thing. We're just sitting there laughing and talking about. It. So <laughs> yes. it's it's wonderful. I love those. Plus, I usually walk away from a podcast or, or something like that and interview 
if I've laughed, feeling, you know, lighter, makes me feel good. It gives you that boost. Um, so I don't know. I'm really, I just love whatever Mickey sends my way. I'm like, all right, let's do that now. Yeah, let's do this, Mickey. Okay, I'll try that now. And he was great because from the start when I met him, I said, listen, I got two kids. They're in junior high and now they're junior high and high school. I said, I can't travel and do a bunch of stuff right now. Um, I need to be home more. So can you help me out with that? Can we still do stuff and be promoting? Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, we can do that. And he's really come through amazingly to where I could sit here in my you know, house and do so many things and reach so many new readers in, in ways I couldn't on my own. So that's what I just love when Mickey sends me stuff. I'm like, okay, when do I need to do this by? Just let me know. So I'm a mix. Awesome. Sorry. Katie. No, no, I'm not. I'm not the star of the show. These guys are. You look no, like you were going to start I'm, a conversation. I'm nodding because I'm agreeing with everything that's been said. <laughs> Well, Katie has been doing a ton of uh, webcasting as well. You just started a new show with uh, with Joe Compton, right? Yeah, we, we've got a fun monthly news program that we're doing, and uh, we're hoping that that takes off a little bit. And uh, as far as this weekend goes, I, I've been on a show every single day this weekend. And <laughs> wow. Run through That's awesome. the weekend and Monday, so it's it, – the it's fun to do those shows though. Like everyone said, those are the fun parts of, of being out there. And if we can get people to listen, that's great. A lot of times though, you need the full mix. You need the, the audio, mm -hmm. you need the video, you need the interviews, you need the um, press releases. I mean, you just, you got to hit all the different targets. Right. For sure. No, Mickey, are you, cause you've, you've got a lot of uh, clients right now. Are you, you're still, hoping to add more clients in this coming year? Um, I think it, it's gonna depend on a number of things. I've been very selective about who I'm signing now, more so than ever, just because my stable is, is while well, it's getting big, to be honest, and all the authors that we've signed and we work with are, are extremely high quality in terms of professionalism image and how they conduct themselves. So I'm talking with probably five to 10 authors every single week. And I've signed usually typically one out of those five of 10, just based on what I'm looking for and, and how they're gonna fit within the cycle of, of this community per se. Because um, mm -hmm. it is, it's a community. It's a community, it's a large community too, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and that's a lot to juggle too. I mean, you know, depending on who you have in your support staff, you can only honestly handle so many clients in a given day, in a given week, and give them that personal touch that they really need. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, since I've been going full time, though, Katie, it's been a lot easier to do that. Um, I'm hoping that the three of these these wonderful people here will feel that they're not slighted at all because that's not what my intent is. But ultimately, Creative Edge, because I am going full time, we need to grow. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't grow, then this this little full time experience experience doesn't work. So mm -hmm. that's my rationale behind it. Well, I think with growth comes more opportunities. So I love oh, yeah. when I see you bringing in new authors because it's Me like too. we all come in with things we a lot of times already have done or yeah. do. And so then we share 
and it just starts crossing over within the community and, and with you, Mickey. And I can say since you've in the last year, you've never once when I've emailed taken, you know, a length of time to get back to me where I'm like, where is he? You're like Johnny on the spot when I'm when I write to you. So, yep. yeah, I don't feel like the addition has been any problem or any anything. Else. I'm just like, yeah, another great author. Here we go. It's fantastic. I've worked with Minkies for five five years, and and not only with Creative Edge, but before we were you know full time with this. And I can contest that Mickey's up at like four o'clock in the morning working, and then up until the middle of the night working. I don't I don't think a man sleeps, and if he sleeps, he's thinking about what he can do for his clients and how he can make it better. Um, and, and if Mickey's ever of unavailable, you have like a 24 to 48 hour notice. Cause he'll send to the community a note going like, Hey, I got this thing going on with my family or I've got this thing going on and I'm, I'm going to be unavailable between this chunk of time. Like, please bear with me. And all the comments that come back are like, please go take some time. <laughs> like yeah. we can wait for the six hours that you, <laughs> Will be unavailable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and and but just like it, it, it even from the going full time and basically doubling his clientele in the last two three months the attention that we're getting is even more so now so you know that growth like Anne said brings more opportunities for all of us but it just makes mickey better and if mickey's better all of us have this opportunity to be better as well I know. Yeah. I, and, and as he breaks new ground, you know, a new author comes in who's maybe really New York Times, whatever, and they make a big step forward and it goes well. Well, then I feel like it opens the door for all of us because you showcase. So when I go into something he's given me, I always try to think, OK, best foot forward here because it's not just me. It's me and Mickey Creative Edge and anyone you know else in the group who might want to try this opportunity. So we got to look good. We got to be on time. We got to be professional and all that stuff um, to look good for the whole group. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's how it works. Sounds like you got a well-oiled machine there. Yeah, for sure. We're trying. I mean, the 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 challenge is is when, and I don't have any clients like this today, but the challenge is where specific clients want to see the gold ring at the end of the, the, the rainbow, but not want to do all the work to get to that point, meaning <laughs> the smaller and medium opportunities. Uh -huh. And whether you're an USA Today bestseller like Anne, or you're a New York Times bestseller like Tosca Lee, or, or an indie like some other clients like Miranda, <laughs> They all do the same stuff and they don't say no to anything. And the reason that is, is because they know that it's something else that they haven't done yet. So there's a big picture on top of that. Mm -hmm. totally. And I don't want to work with clients who are going to be like, well, spilling ink is too small for me. So I'm not doing it. Give me Forbes instead. No, it doesn't work that way. No. If that, you know, that's just, it doesn't work that way. So. No, but I do like having you out there, Mickey, to go, you'll send me something and I'll think, I'm going to do this. And then I think, well, if he sent it to me, then I'm going to go do it. Here we go. You know, whether it's a new thing for me or what, let's just do it. Let's try it. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, that's never come back in any negative way. It's always been positive. So go forth. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's great, guys. That's that's great. And we are we're actually running a little over on time right now, so we've kind of got to wrap this up. Have a good conversation. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. We 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 do want to pay homage to our uh, our others. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, because the boss is always watching. So we love you. Hey. Funny. She is the uh, Mistress Rebecca Dirty Jonesy, and we promise you will be entertained. Definitely check out her books. They are amazing. She also does live readings on Facebook every Thursday on her channel. Amazing. Definitely check her out. And she is an amazing live reader. Let me tell you, she doesn't stumble near as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does. She reads really, really well. And actually, last week, I missed my reading. Um, I do a live reading every Sunday on my channel and we have a joke is count how many times I trip over my own words. And I couldn't read last week because I was sick and I had her come in and do the reading for me. And she just, she blew me out of the water. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I, I just want to say um, thank you to Spilling Ink for the last four years in terms of support. And even this, I mean, this is the last show that we'll be doing or I'll be doing this year going around this full-time thing, but um, I just really appreciate everything you guys have done for us and my, and my team. Oh, you're very welcome, Mickey. Oh, you're having Mickey and all the people mm -hmm. that you've brought on here, you know, it's an, it's an extension of our family too. We they love really to come on and join us. So we've, we've known you for, for a long time now, Mickey, and it's, it's good. It's a good relationship. And Miranda, of course, we won't say what number you are, uh, but you know, we, we love you too. You know? <laughs> I, I can't count on how many times I've been on Spilling Ink and had multiple ch chats with all of you. So, and, and, you know, and had subsequent conversations and interviews with MJ and Anne. So um, that extension of the family, it is like this whole virtual family that is pretty global and it's it's really really wonderful because it just makes the it makes home just homier if that makes any sense and it makes mm -hmm. this whole big industry a lot less scary when you have so many wonderful connections so i second mickey like thanks guys you guys are absolutely fantastic and it's always a pleasure being on your show well thank you for all you. Of you. and you guys are always welcome back you know that well, thank you Thank you. I don't know. I, I appreciate you guys. Huh. I was a minute late because I was in a panic mode. I thought we had a half an hour to go for some reason. Me too. That was my fault. So, okay. That's my, blame me, Aaron. You can blame me. So, no, no, no. But I just was like, oh, this is so bad. I have to hurry up. We got to get on quick, quick, quick. So, I appreciate you guys um, giving me a little leeway time there at the beginning as I got all plugged in and ready to go. Awesome. Murphy's Law rules the day. And, yeah. And we all suck at time zones, so that's just <laughs> yeah. Well, I had one early on. Um, I'll, this is really quick. It was I thought it was going to be a phone, and it turned out it was video. But I had my phone, but I had to talk into the mic, and I had a whole camera up my nose for the whole show. <laughs> Thankfully, it was ten minutes, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, guys." And I was in my pajamas, no makeup. I thought. It was going to be just a radio, yeah. So now I'm I'm better at getting ready, no matter if it's just radio. I look good because no more up the nose videos for me. <laughs> Talk about really getting to know your author. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Well, thank you all so right. much, all of you, for, for coming on tonight. And thanks, everybody who is watching tonight. Thank you to our sponsors. And thank you for staying tuned. We'll see you next week. All right. Great.